You're listening to the SL Podcast, a podcast from the Spiritual Life Team at Liberty Christian School to equip and empower the next generation to love people, bear fruit, and make disciples. What's up, everybody? We're in the studio again for the SL Podcast. Another quick question episode coming at you today. My name is Braden Brown, and I'm here with my good friend, Courtney Crenshaw. Hello, hello. All right, so Courtney... Uh, we've been hearing some rumors um, from your uh, husband mm-hmm. about something that you're going to get to do coming up next semester. Um, and I think there's been some some chatter from some upper school students who are a little jealous. Would you tell us a little bit about what's happening? Yes. Yeah, so uh, for my birthday, Luke actually surprised me with Taylor Swift tickets that he had uh, secretly you know, planned with Miss Charles, our senior English teacher, is one of the people. And so uh, he somehow got Taylor Swift tickets for my birthday and super excited to go in March. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, There are plenty of people who didn't end up getting tickets Mm -hmm. and they're frustrated. Yeah, fair. They've been waiting in that queue line for hours and hours and hours and, and just wondering the question, is it God's will for me to get to go to this Taylor Swift concert, right? right? Is it is this going to happen? Am I, am I going to get these tickets or not? Am I going to get some later? Is there going to be public sale? Everyone's saying there's not public sale. What do I do? Right. And so here's my, that leads me to my quick question for you today, Courtney, that the listeners want to know is, how do I know God's will for my life? How do I know if it's God's will for me to go to the Taylor Swift concert, to not go, what to eat for a lunch? Like, how do I know God's will for my life? Yeah, that's so good. And it's a question that we just get often from students in a variety of ways that they could be asking it. But like you said, there are just so many decisions that we face and um, few answers seem just totally clear, whether it's little things um, like what should I eat for lunch or it's uh, bigger hopes or dreams like wanting to go to the Taylor Swift concert um, or if it's even things like uh, should I date this person? Um, Should I what should I do this summer? Where should I go to college? What should I major in? should I be on this sports team? Am I spending too much time doing this? Whatever it may be, there are so many questions and so many even options today that we have. And it's no surprise that many of us are just desperate to know the will of God for our lives. Um, and even Jesus says in Matthew seven twenty one that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. And so the will of God is important to Christ. Even in um, Jesus's prayer, he says, not my will, but your will be done. And so we see Jesus emphasize the will of God. And so I think it even as a, as a believer draws us to, okay, this is something that we should pay attention to or look at is uh, what does that mean? And how do I find or understand what God's will is for my life? And I think we're, we're kind of left asking, okay, Romans 8, 28, if God does have this wonderful plan for my life, uh, how can I discover what it is? And what I've seen is that a lot of, if you go to Barnes & Noble and just go through the aisles, you'll see that a lot of people have poured out a lot of their time into trying to find or answer that question of how can you discover God's will, find your purpose, you know, your your purpose for your life in 10 weeks or whatever it may be. Um, But what I want to break down today is that Maybe we have difficulty discovering God's wonderful plan for our lives because truth be told, he doesn't really intend to tell us what it is. And maybe we're just wrong in expecting him to do so, Um, which is kind of a a different concept. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about 
um, what you mean by that. Cause I, I think a lot of people are probably like, wait, what? Like I, I thought what I, the whole goal was to, to get God to tell me kind of what's next for me, what my five-year plan is. And so what do you mean by it, it might not be what he's looking to do or what his purpose is? Yeah. So I think the will, one of the reasons why the will of God is so confusing is because it's a confusing phrase. We use it in a lot of different ways. And sometimes we talk about it like all things happening according to God's will. We talk about being obedient and doing the will of God. And other times we talk about finding God's will and what it is. And so I want to break down kind of three different definitions of God's will that we see in scripture or that help us understand clearly what is God's will. Um, And the first one is going to be really just the base of our entire understanding of God's will, and that is God's sovereign will. So this is just God being sovereign over everything, that he is in charge of all things, that uh, this is defined by his character and his overarching plan uh, for humanity, which is redemption. Um, in scripture, we see this all over the place, but one of my favorite areas is Ephesians 1, 11. It says it very clearly. It says, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So what God wills will happen and his will can't be thwarted, that we as man cannot change what his overarching will is for um, the world, for his plan, for all time. So that is just that God is sovereign over all things. And I think that we're pretty familiar with that idea. We, we, we know that God has a plan for things, and I think it's a little bit more in the weeds where we get lost. Hmm. And so the second aspect or different definition of God's will is going to be God's revealed will. And so God's revealed will is his clearly defined will for our lives. So this is everything that he's revealed to us in scripture. There's so many scriptures where it literally says, this is God's will for you. Uh, One of them is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And there's Mm. all over scripture, it it commands and tells us what to do. We see an explanation of how do we follow Christ. And so this is all of God's revealed will of what we have to do for a life of obedience and faithfulness to his word. And then finally, the last definition uh, is God's specific will. And so this is very specific and personal things like does God want me to go to the Taylor Swift concert? Or um, I feel like God is calling me to become a heart surgeon, or I feel like God is calling me to the Guatemala mission trip this spring break. So more specific to Courtney Crenshaw, the things that he has gifted me toward or um, what his specific plan is for my life. Um, And his our desire to know that I think is out of a desire to be obedient to what he has prepared for us. But at the same time, I think our culture and more specifically millennials and Gen Z, our generations, spend so much time here searching for, desiring, looking for God's specific will when really we can't find a specific passage in scripture that really speaks into God having this specific will for our lives that we are supposed to be looking for um, or orienting even our prayer life around. And so we, what happens is that we instead start to look at God's will entirely as kind of a corn maze or a tightrope or a choose your own adventure novel where if you make the wrong decision or if you turn and and, uh, choose one thing that you're going to turn to that chapter in your life, you just messed up your entire life. Like Mm. your life is now altered and on a different course because you messed up God's specific will um, for your life. 
And I think one of the reasons why I care so much about this is uh, because one of the big problems with viewing God's will this way, that he has this specific will that we're supposed to find out that he's not revealing to us, is it frames God and his character incorrectly. So it kind of makes God seem like he's this sneaky God um, who not only hides his will from us, but that he expects us to find it. But he hasn't given us clear picture in scripture of how we're supposed to actually find it. We just got to figure that out on our own. And so then we obsess over, you know, what is God's specific will for my life and then get frustrated eventually with God because he isn't showing us what he is asking us to look for. And so I think it just totally, when we understand God's will correctly, it really does shift the way that we um, approach God and his word. It, it, appro- it changes the way that we elevate scripture and knowing what he is calling us to do um, and also gives us more freedom to, to walk in uh, his revealed will that he's called us to. Okay, so just to review, you talked about three, um, three kind of definitions of God's God's will. You talked mm-hmm. about God's sovereign will, which is basically based on His character that He is um, in charge of all and He can be trusted, and uh, what He wills will happen. Um, and then you talked about God's revealed will, which is like explicit things in Scripture telling us, "Hey, for this is the will of God." Like you mm-hmm. said, First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen, countless other examples. And then you talked about God's specific will, mm-hmm. which I think what you're explaining is that. This is where our students kind of get caught up. Yeah. Um, it's probably the most confusing of, of the three. And mm-hmm. it's not that it doesn't exist. It's just how do we relate to it? Mm-hmm. Like, are we supposed to search it out like a mystery novel or tr- just trust his character? Or how do we navigate that? And so I think that's that's super good. Right. And I think uh, there there's a book that I really love called Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. And I've been walking with a group of senior girls through this book. And it's been really cool to see just the transformation it's created in their lives as they've walked through different um, understanding of of how you view God's will and the way that they've approached God's will throughout their life. But I love how he breaks down one of the other like problems or great ironies about the way that we as Christians talk about God's will. And so I'm going to read that. And um, this is what he says. If there really is a perfect will of God that we are meant to discover in which we will find tremendous freedom and fulfillment, then why does it seem that everyone looking for God's will is in such bondage and confusion? Galatians 5.1 says Christ died to give us freedom from the law. So why turn the will of God into another law leading to slavery? And to make Mm -hmm. matters worse, this law is personalized, invisible, and indecipherable. Whereas the Mosaic law of the Old Testament, which was hard enough already, was at least objective, public, and understandable. What a burden. Expecting God through our subjective sense of things to point the way for every decision we face, no matter how trivial, is not only impractical and unrealistic, it is a recipe for disappointment and false guilt. And that's hardly what intimacy with Jesus should be all about. Hmm. And that's what just, again, makes me passionate about this is that once I rightly understood God's will and how he has given me all that I need in scripture to walk in his ways, um, it, it took away this, this heavy burden that I didn't even recognize I was under that was definitely kind of in the background throughout all the decisions that I made, throughout the weight that I felt over those things of just not feeling clarity about, should I do this or should I do that? Um, And that just made it so difficult for me. And so I've gotten to walk alongside some of these senior girls and see them experience this freedom. 
And I, I would just, again, recommend in Kevin's book, he uh, breaks down even five reasons why we're so desperate to find out God's plan for our lives. So it goes from like wanting to please God to wanting perfect fulfillment or having just too many choices in our day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also breaks down five problems with focusing on God's specific will and goes on to share hey, here's how God does guide us according to scripture. Here's how seeking wisdom even comes into the conversation because it's good to seek wisdom. Um, And then also even how do you go about making big decisions? And so if if this is something that you're kind of like, oh, uh, this is an interesting thought to me. I'd love to know more about this. It's like the shortest book, uh, but I would really, really recommend his book. That's awesome. So the book is called Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. I I think... I think one of the things I'm just thinking about, even as you're talking, is um, I feel like most people that are that are in this dilemma of what do I do, what is God's will for my life, they're they're being ruled by fear mm-hmm. within the specific will. Yeah, like this this specific will is something that brings about fear in their hearts, and we know from Second Timothy one seven that our God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self control, um, and so. I, I think I see the beauty of the character of God in the specific will that God has a specific plan for your life. But he, what he's telling you is you can trust me. Yeah. And There's, he doesn't expect you to figure it out before you just walk forward. Well, Courtney, any, any last mm-hmm. takeaway that you want to leave um, kind of with our audience, our listeners, um, before we wrap up today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much more that you could get into for this, but the end of the story really is this, that, um, that God is more concerned with who you are and how you do what you're doing than specifically what you do. And so we should spend more time, for example, trying to figure out how do we act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with God as we've been called to in Micah 6, 8 as a doctor or teacher or at A&M or at ACU and less time worrying about, am I supposed to be a doctor or a teacher? And am I supposed to go to A&M or ACU? And should I look into this? And is this an open door or is this that, you know, just all of this analyzing that we do. And it's like, Hey, we're missing that God is desires our transformation. Mm. Um, and I think where we miss it is that we spend so much time enamored with God's specific will that we miss that God is God's revealed will tells us everything that we need. Love it. Love it. So encouraged by that. And uh, what I can say for sure is it was God's will for you to listen to this episode if you made it this far. Yeah, because um, you, you're here. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Quick Questions. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the SL Podcast. For updates on new content and episodes, follow us on Instagram at LCS Spiritual Life. And as always, love people, bear fruit, make disciples.